0: Well, welcome back to the Audible presented by Auto Nation, America's largest and most recognized automotive retailer. Save on 100,000 vehicles right now at AutoNation.com. And remember, you can watch the Audible every Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. You can catch us on WFR, CBS4 Miami, and download the podcast from all your favorite streaming platforms and MiamiDolphins.com. Now, we've got a big show today. We're going to look back. We'll take a look back at the Jags game. And then our sit-down, we have linebacker Camus Grugier-Hill with us. And then we're going to go behind the enemy lines and take a look at this week's opponent, the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. So let's get started. And let's go to the look back first, presented by Morgan Law. And John, uh, seems like uh, seems like months ago uh, the Dolphins had their big win over the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, and and it was a good win. And, and before we kind of get into the game, John, the importance of just winning that football game. You know, getting off the snide. You know, coming. You know, you didn't want to be three and and0 uh, and you had to go on the road and, and play this game. And uh, and I thought the Dolphins really came out quickly. I think they were sharp early on offensively, and certainly with the help of uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and Miles Gaskin, who who I thought really kind of really kind of gave the energy to that for this football team early to to get off to that quick
1: start. Well, it was impressive for the Miami Dolphins to play so efficiently early in the game. I thought you know the Dolphins' offense went down. For the first time since 2011, they scored a touchdown on their very first three possessions of the game. And going back and looking at the way they played in New England and at home against Buffalo, it was some hit and miss on offense, uh, but you never really got on track where you felt like you were going to be able to take control of the football game. And I thought offensively they did that early on in the first quarter and through the first 30 minutes of the game. Defensively is where the big change was, I felt like, Bo. They got after the quarterback. They hit. Gardner Minshew multiple times, they end up getting four sacks, they get a turnover late. I thought the corners of Xavier Howard and Noah Igbenogany were the beneficiaries of that pressure. They were able to play uh, quicker in coverage. And uh, I just thought it made it hard on a young quarterback the way they pressured the pocket. So it was a complete team win. I thought the punting game looked good. I thought Sanders kicking the ball was good. So I think that was the best outing for the Miami Dolphins. Of the season, early in the year, and it ended up in their first victory.
0: Yeah, no doubt. As you talked about it, Gaskin, 95 total yards from scrimmage, and and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I tell you, it just you know it you know has kind of kind of had a rough start in the first uh, first couple games, and you know had some personal issues that he that he that he fought through, and and I thought him coming out with his energy, him coming out and doing what Ryan Fitzpatrick did for the Dolphins last year, and really put the team on his shoulders, and and. And, boy, it was, it, was, it was fun to watch. And you could almost see the team just gather confidence every snap of the football in that game. And, and you know, we've talked about a lot getting off to a quick start. And, and I thought that was as important as anything that happened in that game.
1: Well, you can only have fun when you're having success in the National Football League. And it showed that, you know, Ryan was able to do that early. He completes 12 straight to open up the game. Uh, he threw for 160 yards. He only missed twice. He was 18 of 20. Uh, had two touchdowns, had a rushing touchdown, uh, over 30 yards on the ground. And he was kind of the catalyst for the team. And he spread the football around. It just wasn't, you know, Miles Gaskin running and catching the ball. I I thought that, you know, Ford did a nice job on the inside. I thought Parker did a nice job uh, catching the football. Jakeem Grant handing it to him, pitching it to him, getting him on the perimeter. And then a a nice red zone catch by Kosicki and Williams was really the supporting cast of you know, not only settling for three, but getting in the end zone for six points. I thought that was important for the offense. And, and Ryan certainly was the, you know, the catalyst in doing that.
0: One of the other things I, I like, John, was, uh, was Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker playing, coming out. Because, you know, we, we've seen before where he's had injuries and they've lasted and they've lasted. And, and quite frankly, when, you know, kind of when he pulled up and didn't play much in the last game, you kind of figured, oh, he may be out for a while. Uh, but for him to step up and, and, and play that game and play as well as he did, I, I thought it was a big – to me it was a big step forward for, uh, for Devontae. And Devontae with this football team, it kind of shows how important it is for him now to be out there each and every
1: down. Well, he's an important, you know, part of this offense to be able to stretch the field the way Devontae Parker can. And we've seen it over the last, you know, three, four, five seasons. When he's not 100 percent – it's not it's not a great result to have Devonte Parker out on the field and I think he proved everybody wrong uh, coming back from that hamstring injury practicing all week yep. being able to be dependable and not only being out on the field but coming through in clutch situations to be able to find open windows in the secondary be open when Ryan's ready to throw the football and then come down with with a little bit of run after catch so it was good to see yep. him kind of tough it out get through the hard part and now it's you know it's up from here. He has to be that dependable wide receiver because if he's out there, he makes everybody else that much better just by catching four, five, six passes a game because Fitzpatrick's going to be able to spread the football out a little bit more if they know Devontae Parker's lining up on the outside.
0: Yeah, and you touched on it a little bit too. The defense really stepped up and played better. I thought pressure was important. Secondary covered better. But having said that, John, still too many – there are too many chunk plays – you know, they're giving up. You know, they, you know, I think the first play of the game, they had a 14 yard rush right up the middle, and you're like, oh, geez, here we go again. But they were able to settle down, kind of <laughs> control that running game better. But as the game went on, you know, when you felt like you're getting away a little bit and going, hey, you know, we got to, you know, we can really stretch this out, you know, you let these big chunk plays. But, but you know, it, it's funny. I'm not sure if that's a byproduct of this defense because, you know, over the weekend, having a chance to look at some of those, some of the games over the weekend, more of the games than we, we normally do. You see a lot of big chunk plays going on in, in the course of
1: this football season. Everybody's giving them up, Bo, it seems like. You know, you watch Seattle and Dallas. That was, that was unbelievable. I mean, they they're throwing bombs, it seemed like, every fourth or fifth yeah. play and not only throwing them but completing them. You know, there's guys throwing for 300, 400, close to 500 yards with regularity. And in that Jacksonville game, you know, the Dolphins played their most complete game of the year. But still, Jacksonville had opportunities that they missed down the field that could have made that a different outcome or at least a closer football game in the second half or the fourth quarter. So those are the things. You you don't want to make it that easy for opposing offenses to score. You know, if they earn it, they go 80, 85 yards, you know, take some five, six, seven minutes off the clock, you know, that's going to happen. But you don't want the quick strike, like you said, Kim, you know, you don't want those 60-yard plays, two-yard drives – and, and now the offense is back on the field inside the 20-yard line, uh, maybe facing a deficit. So those are the things I think the Dolphins want to at least pay attention to because they're going to be facing Russell Wilson coming up, and, and that's going to be a, a tough chore.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Hey, when we come back, we'll hear from linebacker uh, Kamu Grugier-Hill, uh, who had a big part in the game and really goes, i uh, got one of the big plays to get that get defense going. So sit, around, sit tight. We'll be uh, right back with him. Welcome back to The Audible presented by Auto Nation. And, uh, John, uh, we're going to sit down with the linebacker uh, Kamu Grugier-Hill, came over from Philadelphia. And I think like everybody else on this defense and, boy, it just seems like you look at it and there's new faces everywhere you look on that, on that defense. Uh, but uh, he's a guy that came in kind of quiet early on but uh, started making some plays. And, and he really looks like he's going to be a, a nice asset
1: uh, for this defense. Well, he's athletic, Bo, and he can really run. And that's the two things that you see uh, for the first three games of the season, especially on that sack when he was able to just engulf Gardner Minshew in the backfield. You know, he was able to get on him quick and, and really be agile enough to, to, you know, left, right, center. He, he had him trapped in, in the offensive backfield. And I like what I see out of him, special teams-wise. He gives you a little bit. He gives you that run and tackle aspect that you need on those coverage teams. So, I was excited to see him contribute four sacks uh, on the evening against Jacksonville, and he had one of them. Yeah, and it's nice. I mean, it, you know, sometimes you look at
0: these pass rushers now, and he got a good pop on, on Minshew, but was, was, but was alert enough not to land on him with full force, you know, and, and to get a penalty. And so and he got to celebrate a little bit. So, uh, so it was good stuff. Let's hear what he had to say. All right, joining us now, Kamu Grugier-Hill. Uh, Kamu, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking some time. First of all, welcome down to to South Florida. We haven't really been to been able to be around you with this uh, with the COVID, but uh, we've been watching you from afar, and uh, it's nice to see you out in the field. Nice to see you with the Miami Dolphins.
2: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me. And I know this COVID stuff's been crazy, but it feels good to, good to do a little something at least.
0: How, how has it been for you guys trying to put your defense together and you know in, in this condensed? your condensed training camp and then the seasons it goes on and with meetings where you're, you're elsewhere, all, all the things that, that you've had to go through, how difficult has it been to get your defense in the order where you want to be in? And, and it seems like over the last three weeks, you've been getting a little better every, every week moving forward in the direction that you want to be in.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's been a little tough, you know, with all the restrictions and, you know, um, not really having an off season to get to, you know, really get to know each other and and play with each other and kind of get that mesh going. Um, was we had a lot of catching up to do during training camp, but like like you said, I feel like as as the weeks go on, um, you know, we're getting we're getting to know each other, we're we're getting to know how each other play, and it's. Uh, I mean, I think we're really building something great over here.
1: I wanted to ask you, number one, what did it feel like to get a win? First win as a Miami Dolphin on last well, that, Thursday night against Jacksonville. How had to feel great for you, right?
2: Yeah, we needed that one. That was, that was a big one for us, um, especially on a short week. You know, it's hard to win in this league. But, um, you know, especially on those short weeks, anyone that goes through those knows, knows that isn't easy. So um, getting that win for us and just going forward, it was
1: huge. How did it feel great for you guys as a unit, as a defensive group? bounce back after the first two weeks you know Mm -hmm. one week it was maybe not so good against the rush next week it wasn't so good through the air you guys kind of put it all together I wanted to ask you did you feed off of the offense any with those guys getting the football and going down and scoring three times in a row did that help you guys kind of look around and say hey we can we can do our end as well
2: oh for sure I think you know the offense coming out hot like that and dominating is is I mean that's just starting fast and and for us, that's just at the end of the game. We said it, like that that was a complete team win there, and um, it's just exciting to see. You know, when we, when we play like that, it's it's, it's going to be hard to beat us. So, um, you know, we felt like previous weeks we it was really on us. You know, it wasn't really. We felt like we didn't get beat. We really kind of beat ourselves in and, and a, in a lot of ways, and um, so cleaning up those small things um, and putting that on tape this past this past week um, was big for us.
0: Well, one of the things that certainly helped you during Jacksonville was your, your pass rush. You got your pass rush going. You're able sure, to yeah. get four yeah. sacks. You came up with a, a big sack early in the game. It kind of kind of got the momentum, got the tempo going a little bit, and, and really helped throughout the game. It made it tough on, on Minshew stand back there. He, you know, he's, he was harassed during the day, mm-hmm. had some hits, had sacked four times, which led to good plays in the secondary, which is kind of how, how defense works. Are you, are you starting mm-hmm. to feel like I – mean, one thing about your defense, and really your whole team in particular – a lot of new faces coming together young guys people coming from all over and so it's it's normal I think to take some time to get used to each other get everyone working together especially in defense where if you're a pass rusher, you got to know what the guys do if you're playing running a game you got to know how this guy how this guy plays and how you play so all those things do you feel every week that you're getting more and more um, used to the people and used to doing what you need to do so you can continue to, to have that pass rush evolve.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, um, and like I said earlier, we didn't really have that time in the, in the off season when you come together in April, you know, you really get to, to learn the locker room and get to hang out with each other, even outside of the building. And, um, you know, with the restrictions on that, we, we haven't done much, uh, you know, like, um, you know, the, the normal stuff they usually do during the off season, they barbecues and going to each other's houses and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I definitely think there's some element to, like, learning each other a little bit. And week by week, I think we're just we're, – you're getting used to the guys who are on the field. And, you know, I think the coaches are, are kind of figuring out who, what guys can do what and, and you know, not having a preseason games was was big for that too. So um, I think we're, we're on the right track and we're going to be we're, – we're, we're solid right now going forward.
0: I, I know with the protocols, the, the locker rooms are spread out, your mm-hmm. meeting rooms are spread out, and, uh, and, and you don't have as much – contact with your teammates as you do. That being said, how do you build that relationship, those those relationships that that are – those locker room relationships that really are so important yeah. to good football teams as they step out on the field? Mm-hmm.
2: I think, you know, that's something we definitely – you take for granted as, um, you know, coming into these times and, and not being able to do that kind of stuff. So you really got to be uh, proactive in, in trying to get to know your teammates and get to know who your – you know, your locker – buddies are and all this kind of stuff so um i think just just being proactive like i said and going out and, and being disciplined about that is is a big thing
1: yeah you've been facing some top tier quarterbacks for the first couple of weeks of the season now you might get the best guy that you're going to have to go up against in russell wilson's playing at such a high level and, and you've seen him throughout your years in the national football league mm-hmm. what do you have to do as a defense it, it prioritize when, when you're rushing this guy, you have to be disciplined that you don't give him lanes mm. to, to step up and use his athleticism. So do you have to be aggressive but yet intelligent on the way that you pass rush this guy?
2: Yeah, I mean, this guy speaks for itself. You know, this guy really can take over the game by himself. And, um, you know, he's and he's been doing it at a high level for a long time. So, uh, like you said, that's 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 part of it. If you can contain him, you know, um you got a great chance of winning the game, so I think we're gonna you know we're going in with a good game plan and um we're kind of gonna hit some things um this week that's gonna you know try and get that get that done because um if if he gets started it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough you know long day but um controlling him and, and stopping the run is gonna be huge for us
1: as a defense do you guys feel like you get some carry over after being so successful on? Thursday night against the Jags. I know it's a new week. It's, you know, you kind of go 1-0 every week. But do you feel a little momentum this time instead of, you know, kind of, you know, trying to find yourselves? You found something you could hold on to and maybe build and get better at?
2: I definitely think so. I was going to say, I think, you know, playing the Seahawks uh, coming off this week couldn't have been more perfect timing for us because, you know, like you said, coming off that win, we're feeling good. And um, we're just – we just got to put – Put the good week of practice in front of us and and go into the game with that. And I think you know, I like us.
0: You you look at Seattle and and they're not so much of a a running team and that could be good or bad because if they're not running the ball well, then 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 Russell's going to throw the ball probably fifty times a game and mm-hmm. and uh, as a guy that got that got to rush the passer every now and then, um, you got to get on you got to get on your horse and be ready to. Be ready to run up and down that field and uh, and try to take care of him in the pocket if you can.
2: Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. Like you said, uh, he goes for the home runs a lot. He he, he likes the deep balls, and we um, we really just got to get home.
0: You know, you know, it seems like in the National Football League. I don't know how much how many games you've seen or but, well, it seems like this year more than any with big plays, big mm-hmm. touchdowns. It seems like everybody's scoring points in the league. You think that's just a matter of letting the defenses catch up, or do you think that's just You'll, look, they've, they've, they've made it so difficult to play defense with the rules anyway. Um, you think that's just uh, the new norm in the National Football League? Uh,
2: I mean, like you said, it's like every week, if there's not enough touchdowns, they come in, okay, there's a new emphasis on <laughs> – here, here we go. No, I'm messing. But, um, I mean, offenses are, offenses are just getting so dynamic that nowadays in the league. You know, you, you look at so many teams that can just have explosive plays. Um, defenses, defenses really got to change it up.
0: Yeah, well, Bo and I you. were
1: fired up, man, is to see you play the way you did. And uh, getting that sack, you have guys had four sacks, keep it going. Bo, I know you were a defensive player for the Miami Dolphins through the heyday, so you got to be fired up the way you saw linebackers coming off the edge.
0: Well, I like to see the line, I like to see the pressure come, because I know it's going to pay dividends with mm-hmm. those guys in the back picking passes off. That's the you know that's the big byproduct. You know, sometimes exactly. just getting a hand up, just getting a hand up in the quarterback's face sometimes leads mm-hmm. to a big play. But, uh uh, yeah, it was, it was good to see, and I, I know, and I know as you guys work, start working together, getting more opportunity to work together. It's going to get get better and better. Hey, one thing before we let you go, Kamu, it, the the it seems this year, and in, and I'm asking you because you're on the field and you see it happen. It seems like early in this year, referees at sometimes are, you know, they they they're, they're always going to have questionable calls, but it seems like this year they're letting some of the little ticky tack fouls maybe go mm-hmm. and, to allow the game to to to. To, to continue in the in the rhythm that it should continue.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed that too early on in the first couple of games. I'm like, wow, they're really letting us play. And yeah. um, you know, I thought I thought it was going to be different. I thought it was actually going to be the opposite because we didn't have preseason games. And yeah. you know, in the preseason, they they usually put emphasis on a bunch of things. And and I mean, refs gotta get their reps in too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's been it's been kind of nice to see them just let us play and and do our thing.
0: Now you're not going to mind it on uh, on Sunday if it's about. Ninety degrees and ninety percent humidity when the Seahawks come rolling out of that tunnel, dude. I'm gonna,
2: I'm, I'm praying for that. I'm praying. For that. I know I didn't stay in this hundred degree heat in training camp for no reason. So that's right. All right.
0: It, it's, it pays dividends in September. Always yeah. does. Hey, Kamu, thanks for joining us in again. Uh, welcome to, to South Florida, and uh, hey, let's let's go out and uh, let's go out and shock the world and get another big win here this weekend.
2: Yes, sir. It Sounds great. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: I appreciate it. You got it. Good by. luck. All right. Welcome back to the audible presented by auto nation. Now it's time to go behind enemy lines presented by auto nation where dolphin fans can sell their vehicles for cash right now. Visit autonation.com. John, there's, I know there's a lot of teams sitting out there at three, and O, but I don't know if any are as impressive as this, as this Seattle's team, especially with uh, Russell Wilson who looks like he's having a, uh, he's having a, a, an MVP type season. I know it's three games in, but, boy, he has looked very, very impressive, both running the football and certainly throwing the football down the field.
1: Well, protecting it, 14 touchdowns to only one interception. He's thrown back-to-back games, I believe, of five touchdown passes. He's closing in on 1,000 yards through three games. Um, and the way that Seattle's winning football games, especially last week against Dallas, they had to you know, match a score with a score, and it seemed like they were able to do that offensively. And Russell Wilson is the catalyst uh, for them at quarterback. I don't know if anybody's playing any better at the position. They may be guys that are close, but what he can do from the pocket and then when he escapes the pocket bow, that's where it gets scary for a defense because he continues to put pressure on the secondary because of his running ability to the outside and as well as him scrambling and throwing the football down the field 40, 50, 55 yards for that quick strike that we've been talking about earlier in the show. So you know he makes great decisions. Yeah. He extends plays. He's very accurate with the football. That's dangerous. That's a dangerous combination. That the Miami Dolphins are going to face.
0: And he's got a nice little threesome out there: DK Metcalf, uh, the, the the rookie out there is, is although he made that made that almost made that crucial that mistake, made that yeah. blunder out there, right? Uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, another receiver form, and the tight end Greg Olson. So two wide receivers uh, and a and a very good tight end on that roster that certainly gives him weapons. And those are only three uh, of of the weapons that, uh, that Russell Wilson has at his hands.
1: Yeah. You're going to need to have your head on a swivel if you're playing defense for the Miami dolphins this week, because as you said, DK Metcalf can line up just about anywhere. And he's a big, strong wide receiver that will take the football away from you. And he can take the top off of a defense with his speed. Tyler Lockett last week against the Cowboys. He had a career high. With three touchdowns, he had nine catches for 100 yards. And then Greg Olson, he gives you that veteran presence at the line, at the tight end position going up against opposing linebackers. So the only reprieve, I think, Bo, in the Seattle team this year or this week as the Miami Dolphins are going to face them, you get Chris Carson, who's their top running yep. back. He went out late in the game with a knee sprain. Jamal Adams, he went out late in the game with a groin strain. So there's going to be two big play – You know, guys on both sides of the football that could miss this game against the Miami Dolphins. Now, Carlos Hyde is a guy that comes in. Uh, Travis Homer, a UM guy running back, can play and spell spell the running back spot. But both starting guards also went out in that football game. Ayupate with a knee and Lewis with an ankle. That should give a little bit of an advantage up front, especially the way the Dolphins pressured the pocket against Jacksonville. That might be the – might be a slight advantage to the Dolphins right. getting after Russell Wilson.
0: I think the other thing too, John, when you you look at this defense, much like again, uh, much like most defenses in the league, it seems like this year uh, they've they've given up a lot of they've given up a lot of yards, they've given up a lot of points. Uh, Shaquille Griffin is a one of their cornerbacks playing extremely well, but Quinton Dunbar, the other corner quarter, cornerback, is, is, is out of the game. KJ Reich, linebacker, and, and Bobby Wagner, who seems like he's been there, Bobby Wagner, Forever. like he's been there since the, since they became the Seattle. Uh, Seahawks back in the expansion time, but uh, you know, great linebacker that's been there for a long time. Uh, so they've got they've got good players on defense, but I think like everybody else in the league right now, they're trying to figure out how to play defense in this league under these rules and with you know with the lack of time during the offseason. I, I think it's a, I think it's to me clearly affected the defense more. So so I think, you know, you, you talk about the guys injured on offense, but I think the Dolphins have an opportunity to attack this defense, get them on their heels, especially if it's one of those days out there where it's steamy and muggy and where you can grind a little bit, maybe get your running game going. You know, maybe, maybe make, them, make them be on the field for six, eight, nine, ten plays in a drive and try to wear that defense down. Who And a, and a defense that's been given up, given up yards and points, and, and I think you, you, need to, you certainly need to probe that
1: early in the game. That'd be a great recipe for success, both if the Miami Dolphins could possess the football for, you know, an eight-minute an eight drive, seven-minute drive where they really chew up some yards and some clock and, and finish with a touchdown and then get a three and out, you know, and then you flip the field and you have a chance to gain some momentum, especially early in the game, and then you wear on the Seattle Seahawks. You're hoping that heat and humidity will, will take effect closer to halftime where guys are gassed and the Miami Dolphins have an advantage. I, th- I really do believe, though, for this 2020 version of the Miami Dolphins, each and every week, you have to be able to win the turnover margin. If you can do that, if you can protect the football, you have a chance no matter who you're going up against because uh, of the big play uh, capabilities of, of offenses coming in. You have to be able to either take it away or protect it, and I think the Dolphins did that well last week.
0: Yeah, I think pass rush is going to be huge for this team going in, and then – and trying to find some way. Look, you can't. You know, I know. There, I know everyone like talks about spies and this and that on the quarterback. But you know, Russell Wilson can do everything. You know, so I, I don't know that. I don't know that I want to give up one guy and babysit Russell Wilson. And instead, I'd rather be a, aggressive with a pass rush, and but, but 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 be alert to your rushing lanes and make sure that you're make make sure you're not giving him those that space to run. He's going to find time places to run. But I, I'd rather keep him in the pocket and make him earn his living that way. Um, because I think if you do, that defense, that, that, that pass rush, can, can hopefully get a hand on him more than one time and, and, and maybe put the ball up for grabs.
1: Yeah, there's no easy way to defend Russell Wilson, but I agree with you. A, a slow closing of that net would be better than having guys run past Russell Wilson that gives him lanes to step up and through and, and give him a two-way go, whether he's still pumping the football in a position to throw it down the field or he's running for 10, 12, 15 yards, and then sliding down, because that's not a good recipe for success if the oh. Dolphins see that early in the game.
0: Yeah, this will be a good barometer for the Dolphins to see where they are. Four games in, improvement-wise, young football team getting better every week, and, and this is going to be a, a, a great test for them, John.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I, you know, they have some momentum now. They get a good road victory yeah. on a short week. They're going to play a very good football team, minus hopefully a couple of their stars. So it might make the game a little bit more even than it is on paper. And the Miami Dolphins have to take advantage of home court. They have to be able to win at Hard Rock Stadium in South Florida in the month of September, early October, because that's when you have that advantage. And that's why you train here, you know, all offseason.
0: Yep. All right, John, we come back. We're going to talk a little X's and Bows. We are talking about the league, and now it's going, and everyone's running the option. We'll talk about the different changes in offense in the national football league, in particular the quarterback when we come back. All right, welcome back to The Audible, presented by Auto Nation. Time for X's and Bows. And, John, we've been talking about it a little bit, and I know doing the coaches show, talked to Coach Flores about it, and it's, it's, you know, you look around and the Dolphins certainly have seen plenty of it early in the season, the, the run pass option or just the, you know, the, 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 that, that read option that's become such a big part of the football game or of, the, of today's football game. In the National Football League, start out was that kind of spread option. Now they're running the then the run-pass option, and now it's the read option. So uh, it's getting to be like old college football, where you got to prepare for, got to prepare for the quarterback, got to prepare for the pitch, got to prepare for prepare for all those things uh, in in the running game now for uh, uh, for these quarterbacks in the National Football League.
1: You really do, Bo, and it's at every level of football. You look at optimist Football, high school football, college football for sure, and now it's creeped in to the NFL with all the top picks in in the uh, draft over the last three or four or five years, at least in the first round or the first two rounds, are guys that are dual threat quarterbacks that can do a little bit of everything. And you look around the league, obviously, Russell Wilson, who the Dolphins are going to face this week, uh, does, does it a little bit more traditionally, but he still has that capability of giving you that dual threat, especially when he escapes from the pocket. But, you know, look at Lamar Jackson and Kyle Murray and, Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Josh Allen, who we faced in week two. That's These are guys, Cam Newton, week one, guys that can run downhill, guys that can beat you with their legs, guys that aren't afraid to take off from the pocket, and that give you that play action or that ride of the, of the running back that give linebackers and defensive ends and, and safeties hesitation. Yeah. And that's all you need is that split second of hesitation now in the National Football League that gives you three or four more yards of window to throw the football through on a quick slant, or or a go or a throw behind to the back shoulder, uh, it makes it harder on defenses, especially with the rules that you can't put your hands on them, you know, for only that five-yard cushion and the the way the refs are calling the game. It sure does give the offense and the quarterbacks that have that ability uh, a a very good advantage at moving the football down the field.
0: Yeah, and I think one one thing too, John, with the rules and everything that's allowed, you know, you you, you go back to when it was um, – you know, Rob, you know, Robert Griffin coming out, uh, going back to those guys, Vince Young, some of those guys. You know, back in that era, back, you know, 20 years ago, where, you know, they'd have these quarterbacks that, that could, could run, Randall Cunningham, all these, these quarterbacks that could run. But then when they got them in the NFL, they wanted to make them pocket quarterbacks. And I kept going, well, wait a minute. You know, you, you, you drafted this guy with the first pick in the draft or the second pick or the third pick in the draft, in part because he was so successful – Running the football in college as well as throwing the football, then you bring in the NFL and you want to just put make them a pocket passer because you don't want to get hurt. Now you've taken away, you know, half of their their ability to make plays. Well, I think the league now just said, hey, you know what? If they run, they run. You know we're going to go. They've been doing. You know, you, you look at guys like uh, the guy the guys out now. You look at the as You you know you look at uh, Lamar Jackson. You look, at, oh, the guy's been running since they were playing pop Warner football. Right. They've been doing it their whole life, and I think the league now is saying, hey, you know, well, we can, we can, we can keep them safe. Let's so now it's so it's created that deal where you got quarterbacks that got the ability to run. Josh Allen, you, you see what he's doing. All these different guys in the league saying, yeah, for the coach hey, fine, let's let's use that as an asset. Let's not throw it in the back of our our bag and, and use it. And I think it's made it much more difficult on defenses to play that option style of quarterback, that quarterback that that can run and throw and and like you said. No better example of that of, of what than what we're going to see on Sunday when we see Russell Wilson and his ability to do both, whether it's by design run, whether it's by an option, or whether it's by he doesn't see anything down the field and just tucks away and runs. I mean, it, it, that's, that's, that's become as much of an asset for him as throwing the football.
1: Yeah, Russell Wilson's been doing that for a long time, going back to his college days at Wisconsin and NC State. You know, you could throw – Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson in that conversation as well. They've been doing that for such a long time. And I, I think, Bo, it really changed to your point about, you know, getting these guys from college and bringing them to the NFL and then make, trying to make them pocket passers. It really changed because of the dynamics of the coaching staffs. When you had crossover or more crossover from the college football game, for, well, actually from the high school game, graduating yep. to the college game, and then some of those guys getting into the NFL and then b- bouncing back to college football. They said, well, why, why can't we make it work in the National Football League? We're getting the players that have been so successful at doing it. They know how to protect themselves and slide. The rules are helping them out. So it should be a lot easier for that transition to go from college to the NFL and bring that and adapt that game to the National Football League. And, it, and it's happened. You see it. And probably, you know, the 32 teams, you've probably seen it in 14 to 16 teams across the National Football League where you have quarterbacks that are very comfortable and capable of running uh, read option, of running, uh, you know, run-pass option, of getting outside and being that dual-threat quarterback. Shoot, you had Mike Leach's quarterback from Mississippi State who transferred from Stanford, throw for, what, 600-plus yards yards or whatever he threw for against LSU, And that wouldn't happen if that kid stayed at Stanford, you know, where he might have thrown for, you know, 300 yards was a big game there. So you have that progression of of you have to get coaches to move around and and sample uh, their offensive philosophy to a a staff that has kind of uh, put their stakes in the ground and said, this is how we do it. And then when you get that type of quarterback, you can say, okay, now we can slowly move to that change.
0: Yeah, no doubt. It's, I think it's good for the league. It's good to see It's it, it adds to the game and it adds to the excitement and uh, and everything. Well, John, hey, it's been a pleasure being with you again. The a lot of fun, Bob. Right. Another, another edition of the Audible in the books. Let me remind you, too, that AutoNation is the, uh, is the sponsor of the Audible, uh, America's largest and most recognized automotive retailer. Save on 100,000 vehicles right now at AutoNation.com and Remember, you can watch the Audible every Saturday night at 7.30 on WFOR CBS4 and download the podcast from all your favorite streaming platforms and from MiamiDolphins.com. For John Kajemi, I'm Kim Camper. Everyone stay safe this week, and we'll see you again next week.